0: For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light of the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Father, we come this morning to be taught by you. Father, the power of your Spirit in your people through the authority of Your Scriptures. And Father, I just pray that we can understand and we can grab a hold of some of this. Father, we've been looking at the magnificent letter to the church in Ephesus and what the church is to look like. And so, Father, I would ask and I would beseech You now that each one here would have ears to hear and eyes to see. Father, we started off in this section of our responsibility to walk worthy. And now we walking worthy, we move to walking in love, to walking in light. Father, so profound, and yet, Father, convicting. So, Lord, comfort us and show us the amazement of this text. In Christ's name, amen. I set kind of an outline for this section last week, and I was dealing with light and dark. And when you think about light and dark, basically, if I look at it scripturally, it has to do first for intellectual. uh, What do I know? Okay, that is in my mind. Because out of that will be my deeds. Will be my deeds. My actions. So if you look at it biblically, light and dark, there is dark that, Does not know truth. They live in a lie. Therefore, their actions are what? It's a lie. It's false. There's nothing there. Okay. Unfruitful deeds. All right. If you're in the light, then that means you are of the truth, which means you live truth and your deeds are fruitful, very fruitful, okay? So that's what we laid out last week, a little more in depth, but that's basically what it was. And I told you there's five things, if you look at your outline, there's five things that are in this text that speak of the walking in light, okay? And it's going to take me two weeks to get through contrast. Because the first one is contrast, verse 8. And he contrasts darkness and light. And that's what we're looking at things that we are going to do to walk in light. And it will be contrast against the darkness. The children of light and the children of dark. If you read that verse 8, you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. That should not be stunning. You know, that's what I try to tell people. I've had... People who have said, well, how do you know you're saved? You're changed. You're a different person. I mean, the things that you used to pursue seem fruitless, and so now you pursue these other things. I've given the illustration before. A friend of mine had a, a billionaire friend, and he they were playing golf together, and he says, you praying for my salvation? He said, yeah. And he says, well, i got to tell you, you're wasting your time because I do not want to give this up. I have my own private jet. I have a limousine driver. I can have any woman that I want. I can travel anywhere I want and go do whatever I want, anytime I want. And John looked at him and said, you don't have to give that up. he said, what? He says, the difference is the price tags are changed. What you used to think was valuable isn't valuable. And, you know, I think about human nature. Child of light stands out like a sore thumb. I mean, because they are servant hearts. They're not looking for the personal accolades. They're wanting to help. They share the truth. They walk in truth. And they do it without compromise. And yet, in the whole thing, they see the love, the peace, and the joy of Jesus Christ. Not only do they see it, they radiate it. And it's, I I told you before I was saved, uh, I had moved out here for my own uh, health and uh, was in construction. And construction has a strange vocabulary. It's very, you, you, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's very limited vocabulary, but it's very action-packed. And when I came to salvation, any time profanity came out of my mouth, it was like sticking my head in a 55-gallon barrel. And it was just like, oh, I can't believe I just did that. So that was one of the first things that were jettisoned. Why? Because that language is of the darkness. It's of the lie. And it's fruitless, okay? It should not be a shock then if there in verse 8, you are now light in the Lord, then you should not be stunned when it says walk as children of light, okay? That shouldn't be that big a stunner. Yet Paul says we are children of light. Just be who you are. Be who you are, you know, don't tell anybody this outside of these walls. Being a Christian is not complicated. I've never understood. you ever seen those ones that got their foreheads are all wrinkled and they're trying to get everybody saved and they're mad about it and yeah, come to Jesus, come now. I'm not sure that that's Jesus. Being a Christian is simply becoming what you are. Act like a child of God. What was important to Jesus Christ? That should be important to you. That complicated. Then we've already gone through the first three chapters. First three chapters shows us he's already given us everything we need for life and godliness. He's given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. He's given us an eternal inheritance. He's given us the Holy Spirit. And I mean, all you have to do is say, "Amen," and then do it. It'll. It, it, It's not complicated, but you've probably been too exposed to a few of those Christians who got the wrinkled up foreheads and squeeze and just mad at you all the time. Okay. I get them. I still get them. I do not know how you can be a pastor and ride a motorcycle. Well, beats pushing it. I just, I mean, you've got a beard. If you've seen me with sharp things, you'd be thankful. I mean, it's this, this just stuff that you just listen to and you're like, really? What happened to the joy of your salvation? Living up to your identity. Being who you are. That's all the Apostle Paul's telling us. Remember he started in verse 1 of chapter 4. Walk worthy of your calling. Then he said, "Hey, walk in love. Why? That's your calling. Walk as Jesus walked." He's ba- this verse here. Verse, <laughs> it's really simple. I guess it's too simple for me, but you were this. You are this. All right. What you are, not what you were. I am a child of God. Now, when I got saved, I don't know about you guys, but I thought life was a bed of roses. I'm a child of the king. I'm an heir. This is going to be a piece of cake. Yahoo! How tough is this? I mean, you know, don't mess with me. You don't know my papa. Okay? Well, was I wrong or what? Because it dawned on me over some time, you know your king they carried out on a cross, right? You're next. And you're like, wait a minute. Why didn't somebody tell me this in the beginning? I think about this text because I knew going into this book would have some, uh, shall we call, negative effects on the church. Because this thing confronts the church. Okay, if I ask 50 people what the church is, I'll get 50 answers, and I'd probably be saddened by how many were wrong. Okay, because the church is the manifestation of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you and I can sit there all day long and say, well, we're going to make unity, but the truth of the matter is, you and I couldn't make unity if we had to. Right. It is a divine action that causes it. That happens when we grow in our, are you ready? Our theology. When we know more and more who God is, that helps us to understand each other more and more because we are, Christian is little Christ. But If you look at it, people think that it's supposed to be a charitable organization. It is supposed to be this. It's supposed to be that. And they've got this whole list of this is what the church is. And the truth of the matter is, it's a place where a bunch of sick sinners come to grow in the righteous understanding of the most holy God. And then we walk with each other. And, you know, I agree. Some of us are hard to walk with. It's, It's like porcupines. It's not cute as a button, don't touch it. Okay? And, and, and these are things that you and I have to be aware of. Because if I'm going to walk worthy, then I have to walk as Christ. If I'm going to walk as Christ, then the first thing that you can agree to is, I have to walk in love. And it is not that icky sentimentalism. It is that self-sacrificing love. The Apostle Paul writing to the Romans In Romans chapter 6, verse 16, do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of one whom you obey? Either of sin resulting in death, or obedience resulting in righteousness. Okay? It's funny. Have you heard the term free will? You've heard it? You know, man has free will. And then give you the argument, we were created in God's image. And I'm like, where did you read that? That we were created in God's image? Well, in Genesis. That is what it says. It says that Adam was created in God's image. Whose image were we created in? Adam's, that's the rebellious, the sin. Okay? All right. Now, Adam had free will. Okay? Since that time, there's only two masters. And I use the term. I know with what's going on in our communities, masters is a bad term, but we there are only two masters. Sin or Christ. Okay. And I've looked and there is no Switzerland. You know, I, I, no, I'm not doing either one. Oh, yes, you are. Okay. But I, I try you don't have free will. You're either serving sin or you're serving righteousness. Okay. My dis, now listen, I'm not free will and decisions is not the same thing. I had to figure out what tie to wear today. Okay. And so I made a decision. All right, I had to eat breakfast this morning. I had to make a decision. All right, but it wasn't free will. I was hungry. It wasn't free will. I had to feed feed the beast. All right. So when you hear these kind of arguments that you were created in God's image, no, I wasn't. I was created in Adam's image. I am now indwelt. by the Holy Spirit, which is the divine image. Okay? See, see these, people say, well, that's just a trivial thing. No, it's not. Who do you serve? Because who you serve, we see. Okay? I can tell if you are serving the flesh. Did you know that? I can tell when you're serving the Spirit. One is, this, and if you go to Galatians, it says the spirit and the flesh are enmities. You know what that means, right? They don't like each other. <laughs> okay. And it's a conflict. I agree. Amen. Amen. I was, uh, trying to change the shocks on my truck on, uh, Friday. Should have taken me about an hour. Five hours later, I finally got one off. Okay. The spirit and the flesh were having a heck of a time. Okay. So tomorrow I will tackle the other one. But do you see what I'm trying to get at? Because yeah, we, you know, cause I, I Lord, could you fix this? I mean, I'm the only person on the planet who changes a shock with an oxygen acetylene torch, but I got it off. Okay. It is always there. It is always there. Now I want to show you something. Verse eight. See that word were, you were. Okay. That's a verb and it's, it's emphatic. Okay. It means the emphasis is on the verb. All right. You once were. Okay. But I like it because it says it's past tense. All right. He's used it a lot here in chapter two of this letter, verses one to three. And you were dead in your trespasses and sin in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we, too, all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath even as the rest. Okay? You were. You were. Okay? He says it again in verse 12 of that chapter. Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now... In Christ, you formerly were far off; you are being brought near by the blood of Christ. Okay, but now you were, and now it's the same thing he's saying here in verse eight of chapter five. You were, okay. Actually, it is all over in the New Testament, and it's, it's basically the writers of the New Testament that says, "Live what you are." Okay another interesting thing that you can see here in verse 8 look here you were formerly okay note something that is missing there the word in most people read that and say you were formerly in darkness that is not what that text says okay hear me well You were darkness. You specifically were darkness. Listen, here it says, this is the easy way I look at it. You were not a victim of darkness. You were a contributor. Okay? You helped darkness. That's different. You were darkness. So now you are light. You are light. See, whatever dominion you are in, you are a part of. Now think about this for a second because the contrast here is darkness and light. Okay? You were darkness. Now you are light. You did the deeds of darkness because that's what you were. You do the deeds of light because that's what you are. Ain't that cool? Oh, that's cool. I know most people says, well, I was in the darkness. No, you were the darkness. Darkness wouldn't be there if it wasn't for you. Don't go around telling people that, okay? Because you will not win friends or influence people. You're just darkness, man. Don't you know nothing? <laughs> there, is, there is no system of evil in the world apart from the darkness of the individuals who are in that system. You got it? whether it's demonic or men. there's no evil in this world apart from the darkness of the individuals. But there is no system of light in the world apart for those who are in the light. One you're Christ or your Christ. He is the light. Alright, so when we were in darkness, when we were darkness, we were contributors. We are light now, so we are contributors. We were dark, but now we are in the light of the Lord. Listen, the only place that there is light, this is going to get people, the only place that there is light is those in the Lord. All right? You've all met good people. All right? If they are not in the Lord, guess what they are? Dark. Don't sugarcoat it. They are darkness. My son came by and seen me yesterday. He just got out of school. He's feeling his oats. He's and I am ready to go. He's working for uh, Ball Aerospace, and now he, he may get a real job. He's on an internship, and they're going to move him and all this other stuff. And he, he's feeling pretty good about himself because when the pandemic came in, he got they kept him, give him more hours, give him a raise, give him a bonus. And, and I said, because your last name's Ball. They think you know somebody, dude. It's <laughs> so anyway. And yet I, I sit there and I listen to him talk. He's like, "Wow, you know, I finally got this part done." I mean, he just did a stint in the army in special operations, and he's done all this other stuff. Now he's kind of trying to get back to human. See that big smile on his face, and I still can't help but think he's darkness. He's darkness. And it breaks your heart, and he's got this sweet little girl, Sarah, and I, I just look at her and I think she's darkness. Now I didn't tell him that, okay, but but all I can, I can look at and you know, sweet, he's a sweethearted kid, got it from his mother because I know his dad, but but he, you just sit there and you think there's so much you're missing so much good people that are dark then we should walk in light we should walk in light if we are light we might as well act like light remember I told you last week these concepts are one is a intellectual and the other would be moral One would be your knowledge, the other would be your actions. See, its I have run into this in the pastorates several times here in Castle Rock. It's not what you know, it's what you are. And that bothers me because I have been involved in one, two, three... Three pastors in Castle Rock that were in immorality. Two of them just exploded. And you, you sit there and I said, okay, you know, but what are you? I mean, I know people who know the Bible, but their actions are dark and I don't know how that works Um, if you're truly saved and you're doing actions of darkness you are one tormented person darkness is what we don't know darkness is is the blind lie darkness is what we don't do light is what we know Light is what we do. So I, I want to go into the characteristics. I'm kind of bringing this thing into like a funnel thing. And I want to go into the characteristics. i got four characteristics of darkness. Next week I'll do the characteristics of light. But four characteristics of darkness, of those who are in darkness. Okay? John's Gospel Chapter 8, verse 44. Let me give you the context. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father... He's speaking with the Pharisees. He's talking about truth. It's a big discourse He's going through. You are doing the deeds of your Father. They said to Him, We were not born of fornication. We have one Father, God. Jesus said, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth, and I have come from God, and I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why do you not understand Okay, Now he's talking to the religious elite. These are the theologians. Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is not because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He is a murderer from the beginning. He does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks... A lie? He speaks from his nature, for he is a liar. He is the father of lies. So one of the characteristics of those in darkness, they are ignorant, and they do the works of Satan. Of Satan. That should encourage people, huh? Luke's gospel, chapter 22, verse 53. Judas has just, is going to go leave now and betray Christ. And here's what Jesus says While I was with you daily in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this hour, the power of darkness are yours. Okay. The power of darkness. So one of the characteristics is they do the work of Satan, which is the power of what? Darkness. Listen, the system that is around you, everything that you see is a lie. That's its foundation. All right? You don't believe me? Turn on the TV. All right? Everything here is a lie. Who is the prince of this world? the father of lies. The whole world lays in the lap of Satan. Listen, they're doing the work of Satan. Now listen, I agree. Please understand this. Those of you who know me, you know where I came from. You know that I uh, was an evil person. all right. And yet, if... You were darkness. What does that make you? Darkness is darkness. Okay. To what extent it's exercised is, is, you know, I, it's, it may be a different pattern. It may be a different path, but it's still the same outcome. Okay. Um, the same hell will be occupied by Satan's followers, those followers who are mass murderers, those followers who run charities, that follower who founded Planned Parenthood, and the same follower who said, let's take prayer out of the school. All the same followers, all to different degrees. Okay? It's expression. It's different. It's different. I tell people they'll hear about my experiences or what I was before Christ and all the rest of them. They say, Well, I just can't believe that's that's terrible. I can't and I just smile at him. I said, You know what? Only difference between you and me, what went through your head, I just went ahead and did it. That's the only difference. Only difference whatsoever. Because it's like I said, we're darkness. Okay? I mean, why have we got so many laws? I mean, if you any rational human being driving a car come into a school zone should think, common sense would say, slow down because the little darlings are unpredictable. But we got to put flashing signs and buzzers and lights and all this other stuff up. Slow down or we're going to arrest you and throw you in jail. Common sense says, slow down, children. But we have to put a law. Why? Because we're in darkness. We're in darkness. The expression of that darkness, you're still doing the deeds of a lie, and the deeds are always unfruitful. Okay? Because it's the work of Satan. He's a murderer from the beginning. He is a liar. He's a deceiver. Secondly, you will be ruled by Satan. Now, don't run around and tell your unbelieving friends that they are being ruled by Satan. Okay? But they are ruled by Satan. What do I mean by that? They're in His dominion. Okay? They are dominated by Satan. They are controlled by Satan. See, one of the things, we we have what I call Bugs Bunny theology. We think that Satan's got horns and a pitchfork and a tail and he looks like Yosemite Sam. Okay? He's not. He's an angel of light. Okay? He has very good theology. Very good theology. Way better than any of us. But he's a liar he's a liar he's also defeated and he knows it if you're a child of Satan then you do the deeds of Satan who is it in this room has taught their kids to lie anybody where'd they learn that at huh see what I mean it's there all the time. Why do I have to teach my kids to say thank you? Okay? See, this, see, we can look at it and think, oh, that lady who did Plant Parenthood, she's so evil. I hope it's just really hot where she's at. You know what? I hate to break the news to you. There's some nice people who are going to the same place because they're dark and they are. Followers of Satan, they're doing his work because he is their king. They do the things he wants done. They do the things of their master. Remember I read it in Romans 6. You either serve sin or you serve righteousness. But you are serving. Colossians chapter one last week, we looked at that and I said we were taken out of the dominion of darkness. So we've been placed in the dominion of light. A dominion means it has, it's a kingdom. If it's a kingdom, it has a hierarchy. If it has a hierarchy, it has a ruler. And the kingdom of darkness, is that that hard? You got fallen demons and you got Lucifer. Okay. And then you got a bunch of idiots that are willing to follow it and pursue it and it never bears fruit. It is ne- when is the flesh satisfied? Tell me. You get a brand new car within 6 months it don't smell that way no more and I think I should get another car. I get attached to mine. But I tell you what, if it takes me five hours to change the shock tomorrow, I'm not going to be attached no more. I'm going to send it on its way. He is the one who's calling the shots. you ever thought about that? I listen to people say, well, you know, I like my free will and my free choice. That's <laughs> funny. If it wasn't so sad. No, nah, Satan's calling the shots and you're smiling. Listen, I don't know how many times you guys know that I have a lot of dealings with bikers, and, and it's it's sometimes it's comical. A lot of them know what I do, and it's and it's funny they'll come in and they'll say a cuss word and they apologize. And I, these are bikers, they belong to clubs. You used to call them gangs. And I, I just there's a part of me that says he's apologizing for cussing? Dude, that's the least of your problems. I didn't say that. <laughs> They're bikers. And they keep saying I don't want Christ because I have to give up my freedom. And have you guys ever been to the Cave of the Winds or the Mammoth Cave in Kentucky? And all that stuff. They always take you back in this place and you're wandering around and then they they turn off all the lights, right? And they say, put your hand up in front of your face if you can see it. And they, they turn the lights back on. And everybody's going like this. <laughs> see, I ran into that once when I was at Mammoth Cave. So when I did it down here, I knew better. I didn't put my hand up there. It looks like some yo-yo. Okay. But you ever notice how dark that is? The people who are in the kingdom of darkness are running around in that cave in the pitch blackness, trying to find a way out in the name of freedom. Got that? People that are in the kingdom of Satan are in a pitch black cave running around trying to find the way out in the name of freedom. Now then, tell me how much knowledge is in that. See, Christ is the greatest freedom in existence. I told you guys about my past. Okay, When I was 19 years old, I was... Okay, now this has been... 76, 19 years old, I was making $100,000 a year tax-free. Okay? I had a 74 Corvette, and I could go and do whatever I want in the name of freedom, and I was never satisfied. And we did it because... Freedom. This is freedom. Look at this. I'm free. No, I was always looking over my shoulder. Tax time came around. How am I going to get around this? Is that guy a cop? What about that one? Then has the times changed? Is this guy going to try to rip me off? Is this guy going to try? No, there was no freedom in it. But the world told me I was. And yet, then I came to Christ, and I've known a peace that surpasses understanding. And it—it's just amazing. You know, I make less now than I have at any time in my life, and yet doing pretty good. It's pretty astonishing, actually. I mean, I went from no motorcycles; I like got four now, and I didn't only bought one. I didn't know they would breed and things like that. just keep coming more and more. But you see what I'm trying... These are things you need to ask yourself. Are you content? See, when you're lost, you're never content. Here, I remember vacations. You plan it and you plan it and you plan it and you go do it. You work yourself ragged on your vacation. You come back exhausted. And you think, well, what was that for? Well, this is what you're supposed to do. Wear yourself out resting? That's the world. He controls those who are in darkness. Okay. That's how the dominion is set up. Let me give you the last two characteristics of darkness. Because they do the works of Satan by the rule of Satan. That means, number three, you come under... The penalty of God. The penalty of God's wrath. A person of darkness. Please remember, each one of us was. Romans chapter 1 says, The wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. The wrath of God is going to come upon sin. Romans chapter 1, verse 21 says, Those whose foolish hearts have been darkened. Those whose intellect is foolishness. Those who have exchanged the truth for a lie. Those are under penalty of God. John's Gospel, chapter 12. 35 and 36. So Jesus said to them for a little while longer, the light is among you. Walk while you have the light so that darkness will not overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he goes. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become Sons of light. And then verse 36, 37 says, or 36, he says, these things Jesus spoke, and he went away and hid himself. They do not want Christ because they do not know. You know, we were talking about that in Sunday school this morning. People who was he who was talking to his disciples, actually chapter 16. He was talking to his disciples. He says they're going to throw you out of the synagogues so and they're going to kill you, believing that they're doing it in the name of God. But understand the reason that they're doing it is that they don't know my Father and they don't know me. You know what that is? Ignorance. I've got this thing, and I've said several times, and I told you my heart hurts. My greatest pain and that I've ever had enduring this job, this ministry, is the people who believe they're saved who ain't. And I know emphatically they're not. And you know what? You can't make them see it. And it breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Because I usually can ask just one simple question. Tell me five things about Jesus Christ. Five things. And I don't want to hear he had shoulder-length hair, blue eyes, and he's Jewish. Okay? Okay. That's not the five, it's not the ones I was talking about and and yet, how many, as Jesus said, will call me Lord Lord on that day? And he'll say, "Away from me, I never knew you, but I don't scare the B jeezies I talk to pastors and I listen to them and some of the silliness that they're doing, and I said, "You know, I read James and it says, not many of you should be teachers for their judgment is harsher." You know, when they wanted to make me an elder, I'm like, wait a minute, I've read that. Oh, I don't think so. Come on, man. He is the light. You had better respond to the light. Verse 38 of that text in John. This is fulfilled the word of Isaiah the prophet which He spoke, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He spoke these things about coming to the light to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah. And in verse 40 He says, He has blinded their eyes, has hardened their heart, so that they would not see with their eyes and perceive with their hearts and be converted, and I would heal them. See, those who will not believe get to a point where the Lord says you cannot believe. Go read the judgment of sin in Romans chapter 1 118 through 320 and it, you see the progression uh you have sex, sexual perversions you have wickedness in all kinds of ways and then they come up with their own fake religion and they start worshiping the bird and the creeping thing and all the rest of it and he says and then i give them over to a depraved heart the word depraved means found useless for its intended purpose okay you know what that means you're done You're done. You ever read the seven woes of the Pharisees in Matthew? Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, woe to you. You know what the word woe means? What it really means? Cursed. Do you know what He just did? Those Pharisees and scribes that were trying to challenge Him that day, He damned them. Cursed are you, Pharisees and scribes. Listen, they're... (coughs) There's a thing out there. People says, well, how? no matter how evil a person is, when can they be saved? Until they take their last breath. But I will give you a warning. His grace has a limit. And at some point, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know where it's at. He says, you can't know. That should scare people. People who play church. Well, I've got things to do. Oh, I've got to be busy about this. Oh, I need to do this. You know, I'll go back next. I'll try this a little later. Well, maybe I'll go over here. I wonder what they're doing. You know. When does the grace run out? When does he say no? You can't know now. I'm trying to get back to my cousin. He's got uh he's got sundowners, but now he's got a progressive Parkinson. And I've talked to him several times. Anytime I go back to see my mom, uh, I talk to him. But I keep telling the guy, you gotta get into a church. You gotta get into a church. Never did. And he's got his granddaughter, he babysits him, and that's He says, you know, I, I need to get Kaylee into the church. I need to get her into the church. Well, go! I mean, and he ain't going. So now he's getting to a position that he's not gonna be able to know more. And I want to get back and see him. Prayed with him every time I've been with him. But uh, my heart is heavy that do you know? Do you understand? See, that's what this book Ephesians is. The church is to be Christ. Walk in a manner worthy of your calling. All of you. Why? So there'll be unity of the Spirit and the bonds of peace. A love that is supernatural that unites and the world sits there and goes, man, what is that? Because there's a lot of unity in our world right now. But the church should stand up as this great pillar of light and say, we stand as one. Divine judgment is when the Lord fulfills Isaiah's prophecy and says, I blind their eyes and I harden their hearts that they cannot hear nor can they perceive. Those who do the deeds of Satan under the dominion of Satan come under the wrath of God. Which leads to the last one, number four. They receive a reward of eternal darkness. The ultimate end of these people... Is darkness. Those who are in the darkness. Those who are darkness. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus cleanses a leper, and then uh, a centurion comes to Him, and uh, His uh, servant is paralyzed, and uh, Jesus says, well, I'll go and heal him. And the centurion says, "Uh, Lord, uh, I'm not worthy for You to come under My roof. Just say the Word, and you'll be healed. And Jesus said the Word. And he was healed. And Jesus was marveled, said to those who were following, Truly I say to you, I have not found such a great faith with anyone in Israel. And a centurion was a Gentile. Then he says this in verse 11 and 12, I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, okay, that's doors open to the Gentiles, but the sons of the kingdom, okay, the Jews, will be cast out into outer darkness, in a place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Those who had the information and did not do the deeds. See, that's the tale of darkness. You do the deeds. You're under His dominion, the dominion of the Prince of Darkness, and the results will be God's judgment, which is the outer darkness, which is eternal. Those who prefer darkness... It's yours forever. And guess what? Each one of us was there. How about the joy of your salvation? Yo, man. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. (laughs) I mean, I'm not in the darkness. I can see. I know truth. I react to it. I love it. I embrace it. It gives me a freedom that surpasses understanding. Because of the darkness where I was, all I can do is hallelujah. Oh, let's pray. Father, we are in the light. We are sons and daughters of light. We are children of light. Our Father is the Father of light. Father, thank You. Thank You for showing us. Oh, Lord, thank You for being patient with us. And Father, thank You for the joy of our salvation. Father, put a burden on our heart for those who are in darkness. Father, we may reflect Your light in such a way that they envy what we have and want it. Oh, Jesus, thank you. In Christ's name, amen.